Blog Talk Radio. It's Sideways with Shells and Mariam. I just want to thank you again for helping me like learn stuff and yo, you gotta be the best friend any boy could ever have, man. But I'm great. Super great. Well, I'm glad that I made it, dude. So like first of all, let me tell you real quick, if my phone cuts off, I will be back when it cuts back in. I was literally at the eighteen T store until after eight PM my time, trying to figure out what's going on and they had an outage all around the area. But just not the cell phones, the house phones, everything's out. So um, I sat there for three hours and was like, you don't understand. I have a podcast tonight. Yeah, Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, no kidding, man. So is it like like snow that's causing troubles or what? I don't know, man, but it's not snowing yet. But uh, I know there's a lot more idiots that work these days. Maybe it's operator error. I don't know. But Yeah, too bad. But if uh, if for some reason I fall off, don't freak out. Maddie's got it under control. I trust you, Maddie. And if it does scan as soon as it comes back up, believe me, I'll be checking it every five seconds. Got you. Got so you. how was your week? It's good, man. You know what's kind of messed up? Like, um, It's like you're looking forward to Christmas, right? And you're doing all these things. And then you're starting to count down. You're like, shit, it's only three weeks away. Like, it's coming up quick, man. So we're doing some, um, I think I told you before, Edmonton has this, it's actually a really big tourist attraction. It's called Fort Edmonton Park. So it's got, like, the old yeah. fort, and it has all these different streets that go up, you know, through the ages, right? And uh, uh-huh. anyways, they have the big Christmas thing tomorrow. They're, they have, like, a big, like, Christmas, Santa's workshop kind of thing. People sell stuff. I'm going with my nephew, so 
it's supposed to snow here tomorrow, which is our first like legit snow. Even up here in Canada, we haven't had any snow in Edmonton, man. So yeah, it should be fun. Like, I'm looking forward to hanging out with my little brat nephews and yeah. Oh, that's dad. great. Yeah, that's they love great. their uncle Matt. My week has been crazy, so you know, same old season two with me. We do have a good yeah, Saturday night, crazy, though. Man. We have Rap Star on tonight, which I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Um, but no doubt. it is time for Suck It Up, Suck Up of the Week. And let's bring him on. What's yeah, yeah, going yeah. on? Suck It Up. Yo. Yo, yo, Fuck yo. It up. What up, baby? What's cracking, man? Uh, first of all, you know, I want to say uh, happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Happy Hump Day. You know what I'm saying? I'm gay for Maddie Matt. How you guys doing? How you guys doing out there? We're good. We're You're good. What are you bringing up? Yeah, always. Same thing every show. Okay, hold on one second. Let me get right. Let me get right. Hold on one second. Let me do this real quick. Hi, there. Hold down. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh man, buddy, you crack me up so much, dude. I know, right? Oh, he always makes you laugh. He always makes you laugh. Like I, I don't ever smile. It actually hurts when he's around. Like when, when he smile. <laughs> <laughs> We've only been playing on the show for a week, but it's okay. Hold on. <laughs> right. Are you there? Hey, fuck face. Uh, I don't know. We might okay. have to. Yeah. Wait a minute. Are He's you, on here as well. Are you there? Are you there? Why? Why are you on there? Why are you on my phone twice? Yeah. Why? Why are we doing that? Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me swap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing that. Are too. you there? Are you there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. See, I got happy and I started pushing buttons and shit. Are, are, are you okay? Are everyone okay out there? <laughs> are you okay, man? No, I'm not yeah, okay. But, no. I, but I don't understand how you can be calling from the same phone twice, like in two different yeah. areas. That's are you messed serious? up. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, well, you know, this is this is how it always happens. This is fuck it up. I'll be fucking shit up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but real but talk. The, the more. The, the moral of the story is, how you doing, man, Matt? Good, man. Are good, you? my brother. Okay, okay. Perfect, perfect. How you doing, Shells? Can you hear me better? Am I'm better? good. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Okay, okay. This, this is Fuck It Up, Fuck Up of the Week. Uh, this week, we have three headlines. Uh, the first headline is from SF Gate. Uh, man Googles himself, finds he's among the most wanted, and promptly surrenders. We argue that for real? Google... Yeah, real shit. Uh, uh, when people Google themselves, they take pride in what they find, hence the term um, eagle surfing. Um, let's, see, let's see. Case Christopher Vistafa, this is his name, when Googled him, uh, his name found a picture of himself of the most wanted website and promptly surrendered to the, uh, to the, what is it, San Leandro police in connection with his shooting, authorities said. Uh, Vustafa um, was uh, being uh, last name is V I A T A S A was being started uh, in connection with a shooting during the private party of a San Leandro senior citizen, East 14th Street, on August 8th, 
Police said he got into an argument, pulled out a handgun, and fired several rounds uh, into the ground. Uh, Vatifa uh, was, for, was, was forced out the area, police said, but not before he fired more rounds. No one was hit, but investigators thought him allegedly discharging firearms toward uh, inhabited dwellings. Second headline. Second headline. Oh, that one's too long. That was out of Athens. Did you like that one? That was that was that was that was, that was too long. I got one right here. Artist ordered to pay the museum back seventy-seven thousand after submitting two blank canvases under the title "Take the Money and Run." Oh. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that in the news, man. I saw the news. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Uh, last and final headline: Woman. And this is out of breaking news. This is a, a CP local news. Woman in a sumo wrestling suit assaulted her ex-girlfriend in gay pub after she waved at a man dressed in a Snickers bar. Just fuck it up, fuck it out. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks, brother. Yeah. Thanks, homie. Love you, man. All right. Yeah, love you, homie. That's crazy. Okay. Well... Anyway, people are crazy, man. I wish I was, wish I could have came up with the idea of two blank canvases called Take the Money and Run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No kidding, right? Yeah. They and, like you know, I, I guarantee a lot of people were sitting there looking at it like, oh, this is the greatest art I've ever seen. It's beautiful. Just look I at it. it Turn your head a bit. the emptiness inside I, my soul. Yeah right. Oh my God! Look, look that's that's not that's not it's not an eggshell white, is it? That's a pearl white. That's <laughs> oh man. Oh I'm my God. You. That's crazy. Goodness gracious! Goodness gracious! So our our star of the night is none other than rap star. We're gonna bring him on. I bring him on, Maddie. I'm gonna let you pull up his music. Now you got his music up here. Oh, yeah, you got to go. You, look at you. You're on the ball. What's up, rap star? Hey, man. Yo. What up, what up, poppin'? homie? What up, yo? Cracking, what's baby. good with you? Oh, everything's good, good to have man. You back. Everything's good. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, yeah. I love being back, man. I, I got a surprise for y'all. Um, I thought of this, like, last minute. Um, So I have a song that has never been heard before. Yeah, yeah, I saw it on that playlist, man. This is the song song that I was telling you about, and I'm only going to play this one time until, you know, the shit gets, you know, popping and everything like that, and I start doing promotion. That's mad love, man. That's mad love. Right, show? That's mad love. Yeah, we appreciate that for real. No problem. This is the one and only time until I actually release it that it's going to be her. So anybody who's listening... Who's been listening? Yo, tune in. Lock in. This is an exclusive, baby. You know what I'm saying? Exclusive. Mm-hmm. So no I doubt. haven't I I really haven't been coming out with music because I've been holed up on different other uh music that I've been doing. I've been doing features, you heard, you know, coast to coast yeah. with me, King Peter, Hustler, what's up? Shout out to the West Coast, shout out to Seattle, yeah. man. You know that's my boy, man. You know we 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 go crazy when it when it comes to the joints, man. That's 
I love doing artists like that, you know, vibing and, and, and creating songs because, you know, I think he's one hell of an artist. He got a lot of material out. I mean, it's crazy. You know, I, I remember going through, like, my Pandora, and I go and I have, like, um, a playlist. Anybody go follow me out on Pandora, follow Rapstar, R-A-P-S-T-A-R-R. I got a playlist, and I have, like, a playlist, like, all my favorite artists, uh, including myself, and, and King Peter Hustle is one of them. And when I go to his page, there's, like, an incredible body of work. Like, this dude's crazy. His, 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 he got so much material out. You know, so I like doing um, records with, you know, artists that are vibe with. I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. Anybody don't know, that's East Coast. And for me to work with a West Coast artist like that, I got so much respect for the West Coast because, you know, I look at it like it's like an umbrella, right? So it's like in in the early 90s with my father. I, I told the story many a times. My father is the reason why I started rapping. And um, in the early, like in the early 90s, like just picture it, you know, in the summertime, it's like 98, 99 degrees outside, like July. You look down the block, mm-hmm. you see the heat waves and everything. You sitting shotgun yeah, no doubt. in your daddy's Cadillac with the wood grain interior and everything. And he pops in, you know, um, a mixtape and it got Nas, it got DMX, it got Jigga. It got, oh, yeah. you know, Wu-Tang. It got, you know, uh, Mob Deep. Then he got a mixtape of the West Coast, Best of the West Coast. And I'm hearing Dre. I'm hearing N.W.A. So when I go and I say the, the number one artist, my favorite number one artist is the reason why I started rapping, and is is Eminem. Eminem is the reason why I started actually picking up the pen and, and started, like, you know, let me see if I can do this. And... Yep. 50 Cent in the I'm G Unit you, is the reason. 50 Cent in the G Unit is the reason why I started getting serious. So my number one and my number two of my influence growing up is M and Dre or M and Fifth. They're products of Dr. Dre. That's West Coast. And then you got West Coast like here in Pittsburgh in the early 90s. Um, even though it was like an East Coast city, it had like remnants of like mm-hmm. a West Coast you know, style. We had Bloods. We had Crips. My dad told me the neighborhood that I grew up in, um, it was so bad as far as, like, the gangs, East Side Crip. And it was, uh, it got so bad they had to get, like, law enforcement from the West Side to train the cops on the East Coast to, to, uh, how to deal with gangs and everything. So, um, yeah. you know, so it's like the share, you know, knowing that element coming from because all gangs, you know, came from the West Coast. That's that's where it came from, just like hip-hop originated here on the East. You know, um, just for me to even be, you know, doing a West Coast artist is like me going back to my roots and be like, yo, I remember listening to, you know, uh, DJ Quick, listening to, you know, Dr. Dre, Pac before he moved to yeah, the West down. Coast. Pac, when he went to the West Coast, knew everybody. Everybody in my family, mostly, even my sister, I call her baby Tupac because she's wild like that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, she's yeah, wild cool, like man. that. Like she, she, she. My sister, shout out to my sister. I just seen her today, and uh, I had a Tupac shirt. And you know, she's my big sister, so she's nine years older than me. So she kind of gave me those eyes and was like, "Little brother, can I have the Tupac shirt?" Because she's such a Tupac fan. I said, "I take it," you know. 
<laughs> so it's like, you know, um, like I said, with, with the whole West Coast thing, like, I'm connected. So when I do, like, a song with King Peter Hustle, I'll be like, yo, that that's dope. And other artists that I'm actually, you know, um, going to do collabs as well um, who are dope. Shout out to my engineer and my homie, uh, uh, Sonny Brasco, Brasco Waves. Um, that's that's yeah. one of my homies. That's that's a homie right there. Like, you might go, like, as an artist, you might go to different studios. But you always had that one that you always want to go to because that's like home, you know. I always yeah, no go doubt. Over there no doubt. That's, you know, that's where I lay my best tracks at. You know, uh, so shout out to him. Shout out to True Live. Uh, True Live is another Pittsburgh, uh, a dope MC. Same with Sonny Brasco. Um, Sonny Brasco just came out with a uh, uh, with an album, Loud Pack. Uh, go listen to that. It's dope. Dope Pittsburgh music. And uh, True Live, that's another, like I said, another dope MC from Pittsburgh. He's the one that actually um, got me in connection of meeting D.O.M.X. two years before he died. And D.O.M.X. is another one of my influences um, growing up. That must have been Uh, crazy, man. Oh, man, the experience alone, man. Like, I do not get tired of telling this story. Like, so, my man. Yeah, no doubt. Yo, like, like me, like me, like as as a kid, like my my crush, one of my number one crushes was was Aaliyah. You know, oh, and too, when you bro. seen me Aaliyah, too, w- when you seen Aaliyah, you would start to see you know people around, you know people around her little entourage and everything. And me, you know, one yeah. of my favorite movies is you know Romeo Must Die. And then you have classics like not only Romeo Must Die, but you also got Cradle to the Grave and everything. And growing oh, up in that those, essence. Man. Right. And it's like, it was like, it was a great time in hip-hop and a great time in music. It was. And, you know, uh, meeting somebody that I go to the gym with and I play their music as I'm pumping. Expo, give it to you. What? Right, I'm doing my yo, that's set. the best shit, man. Artists like that, bro. Artists like that that you can find someone like you can hit some weights with. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, right. I love that. I love. So that. the the crazy thing was, I just got off of work, and, and my homie True Live, shout out to shout out to True Live. He calls me now. He's he's in connection with Murder Inc. And um, I'll I'll, I'll get to that story a little bit later, but uh, he's in connection with Murder Inc. And um. If anybody don't know, know your hip-hop history, uh, DMX was actually a part of the original Murder, Inc. The Murder, Inc. that we would know, mm-hmm. like uh, Black Child, Cadillac Ty, Shanti, you know, all the other people, they came later. It was like Irv Gotti was, you know, pushing it. You had Jay-Z, DMX, and, uh, and Ja Rule. Those were the original, yeah. like, Murder, Inc. And... Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, when when he connected me, he hit me up. He was like, yo, I need you to come to the hood. And I said, what's up? He said, X is in the building. And I was like, word? He was like, yeah, I, I, can, I can get you in. I was like, word. It was a club right <laughs> actually word. in the neighborhood. It was, it was a neighborhood that I actually grew up in called Homewood. Like, literally four blocks from the club was a Catholic school that I used to go to. So... I get there, I go home, go all the way home, and it's a 30-minute drive. I go all the way home, change, come back, 
I'm outside the club. There's like Rough Rider guys with the quads going up and down the street. No, oh, yeah, no oh, doubt. Live, yo. There's a black suburban. Four uh, Rough Rider people came out. X followed behind them, right in front of me. I was like, I extended my hand. I said, Yo, X, big fan. He extended his hand. We shook hands. There was a motorcycle between us, and he looks at me and he was like, Hey, yo, is that your bike? And I was like, nah, <laughs> man, that ain't my bike. He said, I'm just saying, you know, the bike's blowing white. You ain't blowing white. You know, I just thought that was your bike. Yo. I was like, yo, no, nah, that ain't my bike. But that's what's up, yo. Going to the VIP section. Yeah. I'm standing right behind. I'm standing right in front of him. I turned around. I was like, yo, X, is it all right if I take a picture with you? He's like, you're the man from outside, right? I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, come on, yeah. Yo. Yo, that, that, that was that's such dope, an dog. amazing, that's such an amazing, you know, experience to meet, you know, somebody. I was this close to meeting 50 Cent. Me and him was six feet away from each other. Yeah, I met him before. I met him in NY. You met him in NY? Yeah. I, I was visiting d my boy d from Convict. That's what's up. That, that's what's up. That's what's up. And I, I could have met him. A, a long time ago when he was promoting, I think, Epic Vodka and shit. And I remember uh, I, I had to go to work. And my mom, she was picking me up from work. And she was like, you either got two choices. I'm going to go home, and I'll drop you off if you find your way home. Or we just go home. I had to go home. Mm-hmm. I had no way back. So I was like, so I missed that opportunity. But this opportunity, I was six feet away from him. He was um, performing at this club here in Pittsburgh uh, called 24. And um, my man, the same dude who got me in connection with DMX, got me that, you know, thing. And I was like, yeah. yo, that was crazy. And his man was kind of in charge of it. His man kind of played me in meeting him. Um, but unfortunately, even as salt to the wound, being six feet from Somebody who actually, you know, turns you into the artist that you is now. My little cousin got killed that same night. No oh, damn. Like yeah. right when I'm standing, fifth, six, six feet away from me, I get a call from my cousin. They said that my cousin just got killed. I had no choice. Oh shit, me. man. Yeah, sorry to hear that. You know, thank you. Yeah, it's so messed up, man. The world's messed up, ain't it? It's crazy. It is. It it, it is, and you know. Um, it like it's it's like how can you? It's like it's it's the same thing. Like if I would have met LL Cool J, Little Kim, I'm influenced by Little Kim too. If I met any any of these artists, I would have to be like, yo, the body of work that you put out has shaped me to be a better artist than I am. Yeah. You know, like you ain't you ain't no, uh, you ain't dick riding. You're just telling them that, like, yeah, yo, look, like, this is that's this see, is it, this it, is it, yo, you you affected my life, man. You made me the man that I am today. I think people respect that shit. You know what I mean? Not not people going, oh my see, god, like, fuck that, man. You go up like see the crazy the crazy you know that. the crazy thing the crazy thing is the younger generation, like our generation, we don't give respect. You know what I'm saying? We don't give respect. And you have to give respect. Like, there's motherfuckers who will literally take your whole fucking style a little bit. And everybody knows that you took, like, they took your style. And they go, nope, this ain't you. 
Watch every little move yeah. you make and don't pay homage. That's the whole crazy thing about it is the younger generation just don't pay homage, you know. And it's like if you ask your average MC who the fuck uh, DJ um, who Herc was, every artist that I come across that I see personally, like there's, um, there's, a, there's a dope MC. Uh, shout out to my homeboy Q. He's a dope MC. He's he's like twenty he's like twenty two, dope. Me and him have hip hop questions, and I be schooling him about like the the nineties, cause his style yeah. is the nineties, like his style is fiddly nineties, boom bap. But he was so far for removed from the nineties that he don't actually yeah. identify. He be like, yo, I be like, yo, you ever heard of Arrested Development? I think you should listen to Arrested Development because the things that you're saying. The things that you rapping about, I can go and I say, yo, I can turn on to Arrested Development because there's there's a message behind it. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So God yeah, love Arrested Development. You know, man. like that's like my mom. I, man, there's so many times where like my mom, my mom used to work for a radio station. So like my I don't know if my mom actually knew this or not, but uh, she along with my father, my father knew definitely. But I don't know if my mom working for media because she worked in radio like half my life. Like literally half my life she worked in radio. She worked in two radio stations in my youth. And I was around mm-hmm. I was around That's the bull cool, I was man. around the I was around the bullshit. Like me and her did a we did a uh radio commercial for uh the shoe store called Sam's Bostonian Shoe Stores. I was like three or four saying, Shoes, mom, mom, I need <laughs> shoes. Oh yeah. I need shoes, yeah, mom. And she be like, kids, you know. It was stuff like that. There be stuff like where I'm in the yeah. little patio room, and you remember the old school uh, uh, computer, the computer thing where you got the carts, and you got to put the carts into the slots and everything. You take this cart and put it in this cart and put it in that cart. Like I used to do that oh, with yeah, my yeah. mom. I used to be, I used to be in the DJ booth. Shout out to DJ Black Steel. Um, shout out to. Um, yeah, shout out to DJ Blacksdale. He was the one that taught me um about um you know copyrights and everything like that. I used to sit mad every time his shift on a Saturday. I would wake up, you know, go straight over there and during his set, me playing on the radio and everything. I'm soaking up game. Um, shout out to mm-hmm. uh, he's not a radio uh, personality, but he's a dope MC. Actually, one of my mentors. I don't give him enough uh, a shout out enough. Um, and it's um. Twist One, my homie Twist One. Um, earlier, okay. like in my early 20s when I was like, you know, in college and I was trying to find a studio. And I remember um, I met him, I think I met him at Home Depot or maybe earlier than that. It was, I think it was earlier than that. I forgot where, but um, that was like, I would go to his crib and we would record records. And, you know, that was me polishing up my skills and everything. So, you know, big shout out to him. I don't get it. I don't give him enough shout out. Uh, but all of the people that I'm shouting out, like, this is what I'm saying. There's not a lot of people saying thank you. You know, it's all about me, 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 me. Like, you know, before, nah, before, good, like, before, like, it, it's even going further, even the radio, like, personalities. I asked Shelly this before. I said, yo, do y'all have any merch? If y'all have merch, Send me a shirt, I'll buy a shirt, and I'll rock the shit. Cause that's what I do for almost every radio station that I rock with. 
I tell people, I said, look, y'all just, radio just stations said you is the next power. Yeah, she said you were you were bringing up you want one of our shirts. We gotta get into that. Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We gotta get into. Thanks for bringing that up, man. Because uh, you know I'm on clothing line, but I've kind of taken hiatus on that. I'm planning on doing more of it in, in the winter. You know, uh-huh. fill the time up. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely. Thanks for bringing that up. We'll definitely get some sideways shit made, man. Hey, I just no, want to no say doubt. something before you say anything. Uh, uh-huh. well, anyways, guys, shells. She um. She, her call got canceled, so I'm going to be running the show. So anyone who's listening knows I don't usually run the show. I just learned how to do that this past week. So if there's any hiccups, my fault, and I'm sure Shell will get back on as soon as she gets service, man. It's too bad because she loves talking to you guys, sir. And I hope she gets to listen to this track. I, I, I hope so, too. Where, wherever she at, I hope she good. Yeah. So West Virginia girl, man, no service out there. Like, shit. So, oh man, she'll be back on. I'm sure, but yeah, I'm, yeah. She I'm said that. She said that in the beginning. Things. She said yeah. that in the beginning of the show. I remember. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to go but, back to is I was thinking about how lucky you were. Okay, I had, I bought my first cassette tape, and I'm 43 now, so it was a minute ago, and I bought music in our message, right? Uh huh. And uh-huh. I remember having to, I remember having to hide the explicit lyrics because I was too young to go on. Like I was young, like twelve, I think. And, uh-huh. and I'd go and hide the explicit lyrics, the explicit advisory, you know, the symbol on the, the tapes and shit. But the black my and white did not, shit. did not get it. Yeah, do you remember that shit? I love those things. Uh huh. But I, my my parents, man, I'm thinking in in, in respect the differences. I I was not promoted. I mean, even now, my parents don't quite understand. Well, you know, how do you become an engineer? How do you become a real estate agent? And then you go into hip hop. You know what I'm saying? They still they're getting used to it, but it's still. Well, you were born with it, man. Your dad was bumping this shit. Like I wish that would have been so fucking fun, dude. And just See, growing up, was, like you said, it, with your mom being a DJ, like that's crazy. Well, well, my mom, that's she wasn't wicked. a DJ. Well, my mom, she wasn't a DJ. She actually worked for the the, the radio, like the the news call. Oh, yeah, like yeah. she was like the person behind. Oh, I like I don't know if you heard of April Ryan. Um, she's like a, a correspondent. She goes and she does like um, uh, reports for like the the White House and everything like that. And um, when she would do when the the woman April Ryan, she would do like her news report to record. My mom be you know reporting her and and, and back and forth. So she was on the news side. But the radio side, it was all in one. So, like I said, when I would go to the, the station with her, I'd be on the news side on the left side of the building, wake up early in the morning, go to the left side of the building, and it'd be the radio stuff. But my mom, my mom, she she was kind of weird because she kind of flip-flopped. So there would be times where me and her, we did, like, listen to, like, explicit stuff like it was weird like i remember vivid times of me and my mom in the car singing at the top of our lungs uh escape uh uh what's that song like (laughs) what i I need from you is understanding like we would sing like that and then it went from that to you know because my mom she would play the radio and the radio station that she played was kind of prominent at the time, and they had an FM side and they had an AM side. The FM side was your yeah. classic hip hop, your, your hip hop and your popular charts. 
the AM side yeah. was more of the soft music and the talk show. And when they had, at the time, they had both the AM and the FM side. So she would listen to, I don't know if you ever heard of Bev Smith, the Bev Smith show. The Bev Smith show, uh, she's from Pittsburgh. Um, and it would be playing on the I don't radio. Think so, yes. The Bev, she's like a, she was like, she had her own like radio show. It was like big in the radio in the 90s and everything. Um, but, um, so my mom, we would go from listening to that, then to Lauren Hill, Arrested Development. She did play, you know, R. Kelly's The Chocolate Factory. Um, let's see. Uh, she played some other. She played some other stuff. And uh, Erica Badu. And then at oh, one yeah, point yeah. she started. At one point she started getting real religious and didn't play anything except for gospel. So all the all oh, the I stuff see. that we used to listen to, it got cut off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that ha- that, that happened off. like in a second or what, man? That just happened one day. It happened. Because it, it, it I've heard over... I heard people doing that. You know. Yeah. I mean, I get it happened over time because you know. Like me personally, if anybody don't know me, know I'm I'm an atheist. So, um, but I grew up in religion all my life. Like my father's father, my grandfather, he was a minister. He had his own church and everything. My oh, older sister is my older sister is nine years older than me. My father and my mother got together about like what two years before I was born. So they was already, you know, family oriented. Uh, my sister being like a stepdaughter to my father before I was even born. You know what I'm saying? And my my sister used to go to church with my grandfather. And actually, my sister was actually um, unfortunate to be the last person that my grandfather uh, saw when he died because he had a heart attack in the car while he was in the car and everything. Damn. Um, yeah, so she got to know my grandfather before, before I ever did because – uh, he died when I was a baby. Like, I got a picture of, of me sitting on his lap at, like, maybe less than one, maybe a little over one. So my great my Yeah, that's too bad when that shit happens, dog. Right. Like, I have a it's grandma crazy. I didn't get to meet, really. You know what I mean? Like, and I heard the best things about her. Like, there's pictures of me on her lap and stuff, you know, and then she died when I was real young, too. And, yeah, it, it, it kind of sucks not getting to know them, you know what I mean? But you know what? That was the only grand. That was one of the only grandparents that I didn't get to know because I was surrounded by grandparents. Like my grandmother, I had on my mom's side. I had my great grandmother. My great grandmother. She died about like six years ago, and she took care okay. of my mom's mom, which I call my nana. Me and my sister call her nana, and she took care of my uh, uh, my mom, and she also raised me. And she also raised my sister, my older sister. So my great-grandmother was raising not only her daughter, then she was raising my grandmother's, uh, my my nana's daughter, my mother, and raised, helped raise me and my, you know, older sister. Mm-hmm. So I got to know my great-grandmother and my nana on my mom's side. Never knew my grandfather on either side uh, of, uh, like, my dad, my mom's dad. Or my great grandfather never knew them. They died before I was even born. On my dad's side, I got to know my my grandmother. His mother, she died like four, five, six years ago, right around the same time as my great grandmother on my mom's side. And my grandfather, like I said, with my grandfather on my my him, I never knew him. But I have a step grandfather 
that I love very much. Uh, I just call yeah. him grandfather. I see him every day. My grandfather lives literally right around the corner from my job. And I take an hour That's lunch. Crazy. So you know what I do? I go over to my grandfather's house and I chill with him for an hour if I'm not doing, you know, things like, you know, getting him some tea or some cigarettes, or playing his lottery, you know, helping him pay his bills and everything like that, you know. Um, that's, that's the cool, only, that's, man. That's pretty cool. That's the one thing that I always, like, tell people, you know, when they have a misconception of black men, and it's like when my peers did not grow up with a father. I did. You know what I'm saying? I have Absolutely. friends that do not know what it's like to pop up at your dad's house. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Either they don't know at all or they don't have a good relationship with them. All the, most of the men in my family are good men, and they raise their kids. You know, so it's like not, not, not to, you know, judge people, but I'm like when you have a – when you see a man that's been raised by a man, you can tell. Most of the time. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah, it's too bad. Most. A lot of people don't have that opportunity, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a shame. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on any circumstances, however you slice it, you know. Uh my dad told me, uh the the, the crazy thing is sometimes the perception of how the story is flipped. Like so if you listen to Tupac and you hear Tupac's music and he has that pain about not knowing his father. He has that pain, you know, about his mother, you know, ex-Black Panther, you know, raising him by himself. Yeah. You know, maybe with, you know, his stepfather and everything like that. But was there a possibility of his mom lying to him and saying that, no, I kept this man away from you? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, you, said like you know, that, and, and, then like... We gotta, and then we got to go – back to the drawing board and be like, okay, where do we go wrong? Because we can't say that some of these guys ain't just not trying. There's a block. There's a roadblock. Yeah. You know, I always I always say, when my mom and my dad split, they never went to court. And I remember my dad, he, he told me, and I asked him, I said, how come y'all never went to, like, because my dad, he, he helped pay for my Catholic school when I was going to Catholic school. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then um, my mom and my dad made an agreement that, you know, for the school year, I'll be with my mom. And then, uh, for the summer, I would have half this more than half the summer with him and part of the summer with her. But I also went to my dad's every other weekend, you know what I'm saying? And, um, that's when he married my stepmother, shout out to Tina. And then that's when they had my little sister, my, my, my baby girl, Ariel, you know, um, so it's, it's just crazy when, you know, some, or certain situations when you have these problems and we can all say, well, maybe this person wasn't there or that person wasn't there. We don't know the situation because there might be a factor where the other party is just not willing to negotiate. Like I said, my mom and my father, when they split, they had a conversation. They said, we're not going to let the white man in our business. This is our kid. Mm. We raise it accordingly. Yeah. Certain people don't understand when you go to the court, this is not you getting a paycheck. These people telling you what to do to fuck about your kids. They're telling you what to do with your kids. You know, but 
You know, certain people don't think I feel like you, that. Man. That's why I think. I that's why you. I think when people, even if they do split, as parents, y'all got to put aside. You know, it's not about you. Yeah. Not 100%. about the other person. Right. It's about you, the kid. You got it, and that that should be something that, honestly, I mean, I've had three divorces, man. I know how people like, but I never had kids, and and I see, I I got a real close buddy now that he's going through the same shit, but he got a kid, right? And the problem mm-hmm. is she's trying to hold it away from him, right? And I don't think any of that mm-hmm. shit is correct, man. There's no reason for that. Like, I think if you separate, you still got to take care of what you started together. You know what I mean? Right. <coughs> right. Yo, listen, anyway, um, before, because I, I enjoy talking to you so much, man, that I keep forgetting it's a, it's a music show. So I got, I think we're going to wait. Can, can we wait? For that premiere, just in case Shells comes back. So I got, what song you want me to play, man? I got 1990-ish, Anyway, Banbo, um, How Do My People. <laughs> ah, play Banbo for right now. Banbo just uh, won an award <clears throat> uh, last week. I won um, Indie Music Mo- uh, Mondays. Shout out to Tara Jackson, Tara J. Um, she has a radio station, um, hot, let me get this right, hot, double X, online mag, magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, that's the girl you, you were talking about the other day. Or yeah, the last time yeah. Talked about, yeah. Yup, uh, uh, man, um, we, we got some history, because back in, like, 2019, she has, she also does magazines, too, and I was gracing with a Kangle, all hip-hop-ish, you know, I uh, got my LL, you know, um, you know, on her magazine, 2019, uh, the February issue. And, um, you know, uh, I did that. I did an interview with her this past summer. And, you know, I just put Bambo. I submitted Bambo in, and I was like, you know, let me do this. And the people was feeling it. She was feeling it. And everybody that I, you know, played this joint for, they, they was feeling it. I never got anything negative from this song because, you know, it's just what I do. I'm not being cocky, but I'm just saying that I'm a different kind of MC. Like, literally, if you play my music, I'm not going to be with your new school artist. I'll probably be at old school at noon with a new style. I will bring it in, man. Bring it All in. All right. Bamboo, produced by Beat Assassins, Inc. Shout out to the boys. Shout out to Canada. Let's go. Get it. Yeah, it's Rap Store. Watch me wreck this, you know what I'm saying? East Coast, get to begging for more. Straight out of watching documentaries. We should have had a mess. Come on, yeah, my message is subliminal. I did with literal, it's knowledge. They keep me grinding just like a mineral. Curling the ancestors to reach my pinnacle. I'm 151 hard, you sweet like pinnacle. See, even a wild cat know not to play with his food. So when I see you looking like dinner, ooh. I'm only nine bars in and I'm killing it. Two bars in, I know you was feeling it. Got a high 16, ain't no concealing it. It's rap to the stars. The brain of you, Raheem. The sunny brass the studios putting in work. From 10 at night to the birds start to chirp. Hey, yo, cousin, trying to make another hit now. Like L, that's just watch how I get down. Get the pen, get the pad, get the writing, get the rhyming, get the shining. Get blowing, nigga, brains out. Get the rolling, get the twisting, get the lifting, get a whip. Yeah, blow a nigga, bro. 
brains out. Don't deal with incomplete thoughts like hoes collecting mental check. Incomplete thoughts, busting in the timmy. Incomplete thoughts, niggas serving incomplete sentences. Systemic calling to a cop. So we clear, don't care about your political views. I'm black. Keep rocks to the red and blue. Uh-huh. Political bloods and crips. Who y'all trying to prove? Like pro-black grilling on 4th of July too. <laughs> Controversial like Marshall starting a march, bitch. Democrats, Republicans, graffiti's on your walls, bitch. Politics like a woman at first glance. To this day, I can never forget about that ass. I'm a genius. Go ahead, check my math work. My OJ hip-hop like H2O spelled backwards. My ancestors back hurt. Shout out to colonists. E enough, they pass. I'm only work. two versus ten. You know I'm killing it Turn this song up I know you was feeling it Got a hot one Ain't no concealing it It's rap to the start It's a radio right here Get the pen Get the pad Get the writing Get the rhyming Get the shining Yeah, blow a nigga brains out Get the rolling Get the switching Get the lifting Get a whip Yeah, blow a nigga brains out Fucking with rap Starts music Let me hear you holler Headbanger banger music Blunt voice trauma Ain't nothing stopping my cash flow Bars ain't never been ordinary Crawling in bamboo I'll say it loud so you and your man's know Ain't nobody better than me to live a brass coat From the 50s to Jocks, the Pox and the Exes We have a complex, we pay homage to the Vex You wanna flex, time to break neck Return of the boom back, show some respect Teach you something that you won't forget Vital lesson to anybody try to test They fuck under Joe see now these babies coming Ain't no frontin', six songs are running and now Middle finger to the competition. What am I saying? It's just me and my reflection. Uh, all three verses, and you know I'm killing it. Yeah. Two bars in, I know you was feeling it. Yeah. 48 bars, ain't no concealing it. Yeah. This rap to the store, this is ready to right here. Get the pen, get the pad, get the writing, get the rhyming, get the shining. Yeah, blow a nigga brains out. Get the rolling, get the switching, get the lifting, get a whip. Yeah, blow a nigga brains out. How the real 90s babies do it. Listen to the next track. Y'all feeling that track, baby. That's a good <laughs> track, man. Yeah, hey. like I got into that one, dude. Woo! <laughs> Yo, so Yo I had... Which, um, go ahead, go ahead. I, w- I was going to say I had fun recording that record. Uh, shout out to Sonny Brasco um, for mixing the record. Um and and shout out to Beat Assassins Inc. Man, he he when when I heard that beat, man, I fell in love with it. I was like, this beat made for me, Bones. So I had to go with. Yeah. Shoot that. Hey, how are things going on with uh with that thing you have with the trademark and other samples? How's that going? Um, I'm still waiting on it. Um, I haven't. I the last time I spoke to my agent was about maybe five days ago. Um, and he was saying they, they still working on a, um working on the clearance and everything like that. But other than that, yeah. they're still at a standstill. But, you know, um, I'm going to just keep it pushing because I got other records that I also need clear, clear too. Because these are records that I actually wrote. Like, I've been rapping since I was 12. I've been writing songs and recording songs since then. But when I actually started, yeah. I didn't start actually being about my business until 2020. 
So that's when I got my writer's license, my, you know, uh, my publishing license um, with the help of Beverly Bush and, and Beautiful Entertainment. Shout out to them. Uh, Drac, you know, Juice, you know, they helped me, you know, get to the professionalism of, you know, the music business. So these was records that I was getting, and I was already writing and this, that, and the third, and I got them, you know, polished and everything, and I'm like, okay, if I got to put these out, now I actually have to do the research. And, you know, if they got samples in them, um, download Shazam, you get beats, download Shazam, play the beat, see if anything pops up. If anything pops up, it has a sample in it. You know, I ain't trying to have no smoke with nobody. I want all my shit. All right? And if I do no, sample, man, that's I'm the smartest best way to do it. I'm a, so I'm a, this, and if this, I, no, I was just going to say, and if I be do an sample, I'm a, album, right? What'd you say? You said this is going to be an epic ass album, right? You said you were looking once forward I, to this. You wanted, like yeah, I said, once, yeah. I, see, I've I've been working Smart. on this album. I've been working on this album literally for about like three years now, and I've actually been learning as I'm going. You know, that's why like I got two solid records out right now and some features because all of the songs that I was doing, I was. I got in the song mode. It's like before, before 2000, before 2020, I was like an underground artist. You know, I was releasing records on on SoundCloud, and I had like Mm -hmm. three to four mixtape like 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 material full of like three out like three mixtapes full of material, and they were most of them was remixes, but they were dope remixes. But I knew I couldn't. Yeah, you were saying that, man. You got yeah, I knew I couldn't. I definitely, I definitely, because I got my cousin, shout out to my cousin, Keisha. I, I just spoke to her earlier today, too. And um, I have, like, old CDs that I got of myself that has these records. And I had, like, my first mixtape that I'd done was called The Resurrection of Hip Hop. And mm-hmm. I got the, this is where I'm saying here's the history goes in. So when I say, I'm influenced by 50 Cent in the G Unit. It wasn't the it, it it was the album, but it was more so the mixtapes and the instrumentals that actually got me right into the pen and the pad. Who was going and listening to uh, Get Rich or Die Trying? I was listening to Get Rich or Die Trying, but I was also listening to G Unit Radio parts one through twenty five, not in not uh, yeah. uh, not uh, including uh, the DJ Who Kid mixtapes before that, and the DJ mixtape, uh, DJ Who Kid mixtapes after that, and all the other DJs in the mixtapes like, you know, Street Wars, DJ K Slay, P Cutter, DJ Envy, before the Breakfast Club. Yeah, you DJ remember those Clue. mixtapes, bro? Those were the shit. Oh, man, those mixtapes yeah. were the best day of my just, life. Yeah, man, you go out and get one, one would drop. And you fuck it. I, I used to go out and get them. You know what I'm saying? I didn't download. I used to go out and get them. Me man, too. It was hard I, to come me and my dad. Me, me and my yeah, dad. No, me man, and my what? dad. I remember. I remember we used to go like you know in the hood. They used to have that shit everywhere. No matter what hood that you yeah, had, yeah. you always had a spot. <laughs> a couple of spots that sold those yeah, no for five dollars a pop. I could either go to the street, or if I really wanted something specific that I've been out a little longer. I go to the uh uh the I, there was a store called Up Upbeat Records 
and I would go to them, and they had every G-Unit mixtape, every Dipset mixtape, every uh, 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 Jay-Z mixtape, Eminem mixtape, uh, D-Block mixtape. They had every mixtape, even the individual mixtapes, and even the artists, the, the local artist mixtapes. They had everything. They got your smack yeah, DVDs like over here. It was fun, bro. Oh, man, I was it was listening, the best bro. time It was the life. best time of my life, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, no it was that's, that's what really got me. So me listening to the G-Unit mixtape is really how I started actually with the pen and the pad and everything. So um, that's what I was doing with these mixtapes. I was taking all of my favorite songs, and I was flipping them. I was remixing them. So there's a song that I actually did. Um, it was a remix to the Little Kim song Aunt Dot. I don't know if anybody remember the Aunt Dot that was off of her second album, The Notorious K.I.M. Um, and uh, the beat's crazy. The beat's crazy. And I remixed it, and I called it a conversation. <laughs> and what it was was it was a story about a young MC who was frustrated about how the rap game was going. And this was at a time where this was right before I began being an atheist. I was, like, really spiritual. I mean, I'm still spiritual, of Mm -hmm. course, always spiritual. But I was more into, like, you know, my my process thinks thinks no matter what color you change a snake, it's still a snake. So, you know, with the black Jesus and everything like that. So that that was my thing before that. So my vision was I had a picture of black Jesus and I'm speaking to him and I'm talking to him about the the craziness of the industry and how it was going. I don't like it. And on both sides, on each side of the picture, I got a picture of Tupac on one and a picture of Biggie on the other. And as I'm doing a spiritual talk with the father, the spirit of Tupac and the spirit of Biggie comes to me within within that conversation. And that was the whole joint. Oh, that know, must have been a trip, dog. That must, that let me, let me, let me, crazy. let me see, let me see, let me see if I can remember it. Um, like, dear Heavenly Father, what up? It's Hurricane. I gotta talk to you about some important things. Please don't be mad that I haven't talked to you in a while. But every time I see your beauty, all I can do is smile. My child, my son, tell me your plight. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, let me be your light. I'm stressed. Twisted in this game, hip hop ain't hip hop no more. Niggas so they so for fame, rip from lyrics to being capitalistic. Niggas delirious. Wayne said he's a new pop. Like all you fucking serious? What the new me? All these mock ass niggas wanna be Machiavelli? Oh shit, it's pop. Is that really you? Yeah, little homie. All these little soldiers that recruit, I'm chilling on the west side of the father. The prodigal son has returned. I wanna talk to both parties. Who? Little Wayne and Jay? Damn, hip-hop in the window and since that died, everybody fucking the game. And this is shame. With niggas to do for fame, that goes to show you things don't change. Hold the phone. I want to let it to be known. It's Big Papa coming through the top of you. Oh, shit. I can't believe it's B.I.G. The one and only from the BKNYC. Frank White, the East Coast Dawn. Here to come and check all you hip-hop pawns. East Coast hip-hop ain't what it used to. Remember, listen, the sky's the limit, and it moved you. Now these rappers want to sound like they belong in a Mason-Dixon. Hold up, big camp. 
Listen, pay attention. Listen, these motherfuckers are crooked. My life is crooked. In my own city. Yeah, niggas, they pull it. Then me and Big were sacrificed. It was the industry that decided both of us to be crucified. The real black struggle is the real thug life. Uh, something poverty to keep your guns tight. It's like I told you in the industry, you had your best friends turn on you. See, the industry is crazy, selling wax to the masses. Veteran rappers giving rappers all these passes. Word. I feel you, little homie. Yeah, you doing your thing. Me and Big Crown, you king. You walk with the spiritual bling. And that was and that was it. You know, one piece to all my love you and know, all my thugs. You know, and yeah, that was that was the whole joint. That. Like I love that. I felt that track through the fuck. Like yo, like big ups on that, dude. That was crazy, Thank man. And I love how you introduced. I love how you introduced um, Pac and Biggie, man. Yo, man, that's crazy. How old are you? That's like that's that like one? that's like that's like some Ouija board shit. <laughs> that, that's crazy, man. Well, this was back in this was this was back in 2014. So that means I was 23 when I wrote that. Gotcha. I was 23 yeah, when I wrote yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, so like those, let's play another track, dog. I want to hear more. Now right. you got me thinking about. I need a song, brother. <laughs> I need a song. Okay, so which one you want next, homie? All right, anyone you Here want that uh, bamboo? Ah, 1990-ish is one of my favorites. So that's another one that been breaking records. Broke two uh, radio station, you know, third place, second place. You know, one um, uh, the talent search with Bourgeois Latte. Man, that's a record. Crazy. Like it should be Flex should be playing this too. It's crazy. It's 1990-ish. Right. Produced by New York Bangers. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah. It's Rap Star. Eastside. Pittsburgh. Established. February 7th, 1991. It's such a beautiful danger. <laughs> yeah.
And I'm like, <laughs> yo, that's that's funny. And it's like, that. and it's like, it's like no disrespect, but how are you going to tell me to make what kind of music as an artist? You know, they're gonna like it or not, whoever they are. I was a kid and I was yeah. not only listening to Fifty Cent, but listening to Mozart too, motherfucker. I was yeah. well rounded. I was well rounded. You know, I was listening. You know, my dad used to clown me all the time because I listened to Celtic women. If anybody don't know the Celtic women, they're like six to ten Irish girls singing Irish folk dance, jumping around with violas and 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 yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Boys. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I like them is because me being around my grandmother, my grandmother used to watch um like this is before cable and everything. So I would have cable at my house, but she would only have the basic, you know, television, two, four, six, fifteen, fifty three. Yeah. You know, and one of the one of the uh shows that I watched fluently was public was it PBS? Yeah, public PBS broadcasting. Yeah. yeah. I watched that no I watched all of that. So from the time they played cartoons and kids stuff until seven o'clock when they play Nova and and Newton's mm-hmm. Apple, I'm soaking all of that stuff up too. You know, and I was a kid. It's what you gravitate towards and it's what your influence is around. So Real if tough. the kids are listening if the kids only want to hear bullshit, it's because the people around them is playing bullshit. Yeah. That's the whole well, thing. Plus, you know, I mean I agree with you 100%. And, you know, that's dope because I knew PBS, man. Like, the same kind of stuff, you know? You were raised with mm-hmm. different things. Like, I I had to go out and kind of buy my rap stuff on the DL. But, I mean, yeah, it raises a bunch of stuff. You, you, you shouldn't be making And who knows what the kids want nowadays anyways? Like, who the fuck even says that? Like, can you can you give me the, the sound of, of, of what kids like now? I, man, I couldn't. Like... Even if you were trying to right. make, and it's, like one hit, one hit, what is it now? Right, and it's like you gotta. It, we all, we all are responsible. So it's like you know, um, like I said, my mom and my father. Like my father, he exposed me to so, so much of the culture. You know, every time, like I, I dress, like the way I dress is something I dress on a normal basis. The the, the chains and everything like that, I wear yeah, to work, too. man. <laughs> I wear it to yeah. work. People like, call me like LL Cool J. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, my, my style, I don't even say it's really my style. It's just me being a product of the 90s and I never left. Like, you'll never see me in no skinny jeans. You know, that's just me. You'll never see me rocking no Uggs. I know some guys mm-hmm. that rock Uggs and, and, and uh, what's those sandals that look like the, the Jason man? Crocs? Yeah, I hate those motherfuckers. Oh, Birkenstock? <laughs> nah, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, I've nah, seen, like, yo, I'm from, I'm from an era where every time you walked out the house, you was checking your Air Forces for some scratches. Oh, yeah. These people come out oh, looking yeah. like anything outside. They look at me like I'm a superstar and I'm just a regular-ass nigga. You <laughs> <laughs> right, like, yo? Homie, that's, yo, man, like, you got it, like, I never understood why people only dressed up to go out for like a fancy dinner or some shit. Like, I don't. I'm not wearing a suit everywhere, so damn sure. But I look fly everywhere I go. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never know who the fuck's looking at you. 
And plus, I do it for me. I don't give a shit about anyone else. I like looking good. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you, I don't, you know I don't. what? It, and I'm like, I, people, people, yeah. they lost, they, they lost. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, it was like, it, it's like people, they forget. Like they, they don't want to impress nobody anymore. And it's not like impressing anybody, it's, but it's like it's your first presentation because you don't know who. You don't know who you might bump into. You know, you never outside. know, man. You never know. Like, so it's so like, weird. why wouldn't you want to look at your best? You know, look at your yeah. best. Look presentable. You know. So it's like, you know, I'm always on game. I try to be on game, and it's like, like I said, my style. I don't really say I really have a style. I just have a '90s style, and I never left it because I look good in it. It's not that I'm like, oh, I, I look good. There's people who would tell me, literally, people would tell me, Cam, if anybody, I, if I seen anybody rock what you was rocking, I would, like, look at them like, what's up with this guy? But it fits you. It's me. Right, right. Like, everyone has a different shit, man. You got to find your own, you got to find your own look. And once you do, man. you got to own that bitch, man. Like, I wear right. cowboy boots, bro. You like, wear cowboy boots? I wear that. And, and it, yeah, and it, all, always, anywhere, everywhere. Like, except for the gym, I wear cowboy boots, man. And then I got you know, a load of chains and diamond earrings, shit like that. Like, And I, I, I rock my style. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know hip-hop what? and there's, country. I love that shit. There's a brother. There's a brother at my job that comes in, and he has one of those Texan um, cowboy hats, right? Me and him, yeah, I've yeah. been knowing him. I've been knowing him for years since I've been working at, you know, Home Depot and everything. He's a customer. I call him John Q because he actually looked like Denzel and John Q with his hat on backwards and everything like that. And he right. called me LL. Yeah, no he, he called he called me LL. After all these years, I just found him on Facebook and I go and I click on his page, and this guy has more cowboy hats. And I got hip-hop gear. And he's flat in yeah. a hell. I be looking at him, I be like, yo, why you why you remind me of Trevette off of Walker, Texas Ranger, my guy? <laughs> yeah. Nah, man, like I said, you got to find some. And, 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 and you, know, you know, you wear different things for different shit, obviously. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got Lady Day, mm-hmm. you got this stuff. But my style still kind of remains like the same kind of stuff. Everything's kind of fitted. You know what I mean? Because I work out a lot. And things are fitted on me. And, yeah, I just love cowboy boots, bro. Like, seriously, once you get used to them, and, mm-hmm. uh, yo, there's nothing I'd rather be. I could do a, I could sprint. You know, I could sprint them. I could do whatever in them. Winter kind of sucks. It's slippery as fuck. But, yeah, but you get used <laughs> to it. That's Anyways, I'm going to play another track, man. Pick one, baby. We'll discuss this. I got someone. See, I'm just learning the show, right? So I got someone with their hands up, and I got to. See who it is. So, pick another track. Bro, while you, I do that. bro, you, bro, you're doing you're doing an amazing job. You know, running the show, man. Well, Where's Shelly? I got such a good guest, man. Yeah, she's out, man. Uh, her cell phone service is fucked. No, it's only because you're a good guest, bro. I mean, <laughs> straight up. I'm glad you, I'm glad you're my first time. I'm doing this by myself. All right, what's your Oh man. I I got anyway. I got Hang You Lando. I got Power to My People. Mm. <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think real quick because I really want to play that 
number one spot, you know. Damn. All right. Let's go to my first song that I actually released. I released this on my birthday last year. Power to My People, produced by David Metropolis, and this is for our people. Let's get it. All right. Let's get it. You know, I want to make an anthem. Okay. Like, remember when rappers had anthems? Yeah, I remember. I want to create or recreate that move. Okay. Something like, um, kick that shit. To my people, my people got power. Power to my people, my people got power. Power to my people, my people got power. My people got power. The whole world is ours. Power to my people, my people got power. Power to my people, my people got power. Power to my people, my people got power. Chicano, Mexicano, or the Latino. You know I do it for my black and brown Amano. So let's shout it all the way to the Apollo. Power to my people, my people have power. Every other day we taking a hate shower. All the racists, the hypocrites, the punk is cowards. We don't die, we multiply by the hour. Go ahead, do it again. Pump your fist. It's time to show these. So tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, come in. This straight to never so death, handle bad, handle bad. The revolution will be televised, I'm no TV gas, first person narrative. The cameraman just right outside, come on. Soldiers all information marching in a perfect line. Yeah. My people so extraordinary, so resilient. So resilient. in every sense. So, so brilliant. So brilliant. I ain't down with that fuck shit. Uh-uh. You ain't down with that fuck uh-uh. shit. This make me wanna fuck shit. Uh-uh. Salute to the youth of now. Juries are fighting for the justice. No way you can touch this. No way you can hush this. Governments all corrupted. It's the R to the A to the P. S the A to the R times two. We fighting for you. You, you, and you. Power to my people. My people got power. Power to my people. My people got power. The better we fall, the better we fall. You ain't down with the cause, down with the Go get your hike on. I'm Huey P. Newton with a Pittsburgh fitted yeah. on. Afro I'm way, way, way strong. I'm Shasha Yemenis with a bulletproof vest on. This is for my head day, the show, I better day. Strive for greatness, let nothing get in your way. Wanna buy some land, wanna buy the state. This financial growth, homie, your source today. So that's the first one you released as, as a professional artist. Yes. 
right on my birthday, February 7th. That's dope. Hey, listen one sec. I, uh, I'm bringing Milton back on, uh, a.k.a. Fuck It Up. Yo, Fuck It Up, what do yep. you think of that track, man? What you think about Rap Star, baby? He dope, uh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, well, after today, of course, I'm going to be a follower. Um, but, hey, most definitely salute. Uh, thank you, Mr. Matty Matt. But, yeah, salute to you, uh, rap star. Uh, accolades to you. Of course, you get your flowers. Um, um, the swag is, uh, yo, that's ridiculous. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So keep that going. Keep that going. Um, the, the, the song right there, that's it right there. You know what I'm saying? That's it in two as well, most definitely. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Here, Thank you. I know she's here in spirit, but yeah, that's fire. That's Thank fire. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's fire, man. Thank you. I'm impressed. Yeah, that I, was... I forgot. Um, I forgot last time when we interviewed you. How long was it ago? Like six months? I think I was in Phoenix, so it must have been in February this year. And uh, yeah, well, I, I, I released. Music, I released. I'm glad I got him back. Yeah, yeah, because this this um this track I released last year because it just hit. Uh, this February, the one the the one year anniversary of it, and um, what I try to do is for like my hit records, um, cause here's something like if y'all see me and you see how I dress, like we were saying, uh, there's certain mm-hmm. special things that I do. So aside from all the hip hop stuff that I do, I also have my own gear, rap star gear that I make my own or I have oh, made yeah, my yeah. own. Like right now, like right now, yeah. I'm actually wearing. A 3D, um, a 3D print T-shirt of the album cover of 1990-ish as the single cover on the front and the back. No, that's dope. And you just, I hear that? te- that's wow. epic. That's epic. Yeah. Yo, tell tell the people while we while we on this. Tell the people what where you can find your clothes, man. Uh, no, what's your website? To be honest with you, you, just, you can't find them anywhere because I make them all my own. <laughs> like I get well, I, I get I these custom. Like I get these, I get these custom made for myself, just to rock them. It's not that I'd be wanting to sell them. It's just because, like I said, I like if you look at my closet, it's like a hip hop museum. So wow. everything, like ninety percent of the clothes that I wear, has a representation of hip hop on it somewhere. I got three D graphics of all of my favorite artists, most of the some of the legends. Like today, I had a jacket. I wore Nipsey Hustle jacket, and it's royal oh, blue yeah. and it's baby blue, and on the back it says Marathon Continue. This is an actual clothing line of his Marathon Continue, right? And it got right. Nipsey's face mm-hmm. on the back with blue bandana. Um, I got a jacket that got the Fuji, the Score album cover on the jacket. I got Death Row jacket, you know, with the label Death Row on it. I got a Bad Boy one. I got a Wu Tang one with the matching cash rules, everything around me. Cream get the money, dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. I got the uh, uh, a jersey. Uh, this is the, these jackets and clothes that I'm wearing. They're an actual uh, clothing line called Headgear Classics, and they sell clothing like that. That is like early '80s, '90s, or early 2000s nostalgia. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, they have that. Yeah. So, but the clothes, but the clothes that I'm like talking about, like the that, three. Man. Oh yeah, it's dope. Like I got a boys in the hood hat. I got an all that hat. But the shirts that I'm talking about, they got the 3D print. I actually get these done. Like Amazon got something where you can get your shirts done. Uh, you pick a shirt, you pay for the shirt, put a picture on it, they blow it up, they send it to you. Yeah, that's dope, man. Uh, that's that's good to know. 
Well, I used to do that oh, when yeah. I was doing um, with M Dot, my my clothing line. I I uh-huh. just made them for myself, right? Now I'm gonna try to branch right. out and, and and put them on my website. But yeah, when I started, I just meant to do it for me, right? And I was my own model. Right. I think that's the coolest way to go, dog. That's that's the only way to go. <laughs> like you yo yo you pay you are the you you're not only the manager but you are the eye candy. You know what I'm saying? Quote, unquote, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. far as like the, the clothing is concerned. So it's like me, I'm rocking the clothes and I do the TikTok videos and I do videos where nobody like nobody on TikTok is doing videos like I am. I'm doing tribute to not only the artists, like if I rock a bad boy, like I got oh my god. I got this one, it's one of my favorites. It's a it's a death row um video I did. And I got an actual okay. T-shirt that says Death Row, and I have the jacket with headgear classes that got Death Row on it. And I got all of these features on it and the graphics. I put all of this together. And I have a song that has a song that released back in 2000. And it was supposed to be Tupac. It sounds like Tupac. I don't think it is Tupac, but it's supposed to sound like Tupac. And it was a bunch of death row artists dissing Dr. Dre, Eminem, uh, Snoop. Uh, it was crazy. Like it sound, it sounded like a reincarnated Tupac and Outlaw. Because the hook, the yeah. hook was like, the hook was like, what do you say? Some, it, it was based off of the Forgot About Dre, and it was like uh, Snoop Dogg, da 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 da. Death Row give a fuck about Dre. So what do you say? Somebody you hate? Something, something, something. They're joking, say. Motherfuck Snoop yeah. N.W.A. Death Row give a fuck about Dre. And in the, on the bottom, like, at the end of the song, it got Pac in the background crooning, saying, Death Row, nigga. Death Row, nigga. Death Row, oh, yeah. this motherfucker. Come on. And then picture that song and all of the Death Row gear that I'm wearing. And I also got a GIF. You know the GIF, the GIF, the little moving videos mm-hmm. that you see. I got Tupac yeah, yeah. in the I got Tupac in in the uh, Outlaws and they dancing around like on the Hit 'Em Up video where he throwing up the West Side and everything. Nobody on TikTok is doing it like I'm doing it, putting these classic ass, you know, uh, hip hop people on the pedestal because this is a part of our culture. We're supposed to show respect. Not only that, but I also do it to my own damn self too. So you see a rap story yeah. video. I got a 1990ish. Uh, the power, I got a one for Power yeah. to My People. We got Power to My People uh, in the background, and they got pictures of the Black Panthers. They got pictures of uh, the Young Lords. If people don't know about the Young Lords, that was like uh, the Puerto Rican uh, Revolutionary Party. That was like the Puerto Rican version of the Black Panthers. The Young Lords and the Black Panthers worked side by side to try to um, uh, influence the love and the self the self-love and the self-defense of the black and brown people. They also sparked, I got pictures of uh, the Red Power Movement. That's the Native American uh, uh, political party. Mm-hmm. And they also expired uh, inspired, uh, inspired, um, uh, the Brown Berets. That's the, uh, the Chicanos. That is the, uh, the, the Mexican, you know, um, national party. You know, so all of these sparked revolutions in the history of the black and brown people of America. And that's what I show in the video to power my, to my people because this is what I'm representing. We need songs like this. You know what I'm saying? That's the crazy thing about the 90s and the early 2000s. You had many different styles of hip-hop. You could go on and, 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 and pop in um, some Sade, 
some Erica Badu, mm-hmm. some Arrested Development, and they'll go around and play some Rough Riders, go play some Mom Deep, go play some Lost Boys, and turn around mm-hmm. and, and, you know, my my Pandora is crazy, man. I, I'll i play 50 Cent the next day and Britney Spears the next. Not feel you, man. I'm a 90s baby. I grew up on it. I actually, yeah, I actually wish I used TikTok now. Yo, speaking of which, why don't you tell people while we're on the subject, why don't you give out your social media shit right now? All right. Yo, you can find me on Facebook, Rap Store, a.k.a. Hurricane Cam. That's R-A-P-S-T-A-R-R, a.k.a. Hurricane Cam. Uh, There's two accounts. Um... The one, I think, the one that has, uh, is me with a Puerto Rican jersey. Um, that's my first one. I can't get into it, so it's the other one. I forgot what picture I got up there now. Um, but uh, that's my Facebook fan page on TikTok. It's it's Rap to the Star. That's I-P-S-R-A-P, the number two, T-H-E-S-T-A-R-R. It's the same thing for my YouTube. It's the same thing for my Instagram. Um, aside from the social media, um, I'm also on every music platform. I just had to tell my sister, I said, yo, how, how am I your brother and you playing trap music through your title playlist, which you don't got me, man. What's wrong with you? I'm the best out there. Search me right now and add me. I'm on title. Just search up Rap Store, R-A-P-S-T-A-R-R. Pandora, the same thing. I also got a radio station um, on Pandora. My playlist is Rap Store Radio. Uh, I think it's uh, Rap Store, uh, Rap Store, aka Hurricane Cam Radio. Um, um, search me everywhere from Pandora to iHeart to iTunes to Shazam, YouTube, um, Napster, any music site anywhere. I'm out there, and I'll be coming out with some stuff. SoundCloud. Uh, if y'all really want to go and see how, how I used to get down like 10 years ago and see my earlier work, like when I did the conversation, like I got so many, I got so many hits on there, like just remixes. Did remixes to TLC, did uh, more remixes to Little Kim, did remixes to, like, it's crazy. It's like a whole mixtape. And you can search me up on um, SoundCloud, just search up Rap Store, R-A-P-S-T-A. And I also got a podcast coming. Uh, well, uh, we've been in for like four or five years now, but we're coming back full swing. Um, it's all talk, no feel. I better be on that, house man. Radio. Oh, of course, of course, of course, man. Yeah. Ain't no problem. Right. Ain't no problem. As soon as we get up there, ain't no yeah, problem. Yeah. Ain't no more. Door's always open. Well, yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Go, go follow this boy. Trust me, I'm going to, man. I can't wait to go back to that SoundCloud stuff you got, man. Some of those mixtapes, man. I'm going to check you out death, bro. It's fire. Yeah. It's fire. I want to check out the gear. Yeah. I want to check out the swag. That's, that's What's super up? lit. I want to check out the swag. I can't that's hear super you. I want to check out the yeah. swag well, as well. That's super lit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. like I like I, I throw it back, you know, because I'm an artist, and, you know, I'm handy with it. You know, this is what I do. So, like I said, I got you know, videos of my myself and other artists. I got, like, when Aaliyah's, the Aaliyah album, the last album that she did, it turned 22 years. I did a video for that. Um, TLC, I did um, uh, Alicia Keys, you know, Big Pun, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, mystical. Like I just any it's I, I tell my wife this. I said, if you actually look through my TikTok, it's like actually having a whole mixtape because every song that I got on there is fire. Like, it makes yeah. you sit back and be like, yo, contemplate life for Man, me. Like, yo, you ass, back huh? then was crazy. Huh? Yeah. She yeah. must be proud of your ass, huh? Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Dope, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, listen, I need a shot of vodka, so uh, I'm going to play another track of yours. What you got, baby? Okay. I got Anyway Left, um, hang, uh, Hangy Lando. Uh-huh. Yeah, so pick one of those. Because I'm going to save that, that new track for the last, man. For the last? Okay. Okay. Or unless you want to play it, man. It's up to you. You're the host. Or the guest. Go ahead, man. <laughs> you can pick anything you want. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> We'll say the best for last. We'll say the best for last because I'm going to blow you out. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. So next track, you say what is Hegwondo and what else? Anyway. I don't think you played Anyway, did we? No, we didn't. You said Anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway. I don't don't remember Anyway. Anyway here, man. Anyway, remix. Uh, not sure about play that one. Stop it. Pl- play it, play huh? it, play it, because I'm not sure. Play right. it, I'm not sure. All right. Get it. Oh. Is that nah, you? Nah, nah, that ain't me. It says last star over it, bro. All right, all we got I, is Hangy Lando. Okay. And, and the let's, play Heg- All right. let's play Hegwondo. All right. Let's play Hegwondo. Introduce it. Break it in. This is, shout out to King Peter Hustler. He was um, the artist that I was featured with uh, last week. Shout out to him. This is the first track me and him ever did together. And it smacks, you know. I mean, this song is so hard. There was family members that used to doubt my lyrical skills. And when they heard that, they looked at like I was a God MC. You heard me? This song is so crazy. Oh. This is. King Peter Hustler featuring original Fire Mexican, and you got me, your boy Rap Star. This is for all you Spanish-speaking motherfuckers, you know, all your Puerto Ricans, all your Cubans, Dominicans, Chicano, Mexicanos, the Latino, Mundo, Mundo Latino, tu sabe? You know, this is for everybody. Yo, check this out, son. I get it. Five 
who do you think they play more? Do they play 50 more or they play Jay-Z more on the West Coast? There's a lot of people on the West Coast who will bump 50 rather than they bump Jay. No disrespect. Right, right. I like no disrespect. It's just West Coast niggas is different. (laughs) You know, not everybody's going to change clothes. You know, that's just what it is. No doubt. So, you know, but that was that song, you know, that was the song that, like, I like. I have older cousins that rap. And, you know, you got, you know, you're the older cousin, so you look at all your, like, younger cousins as, like, little niggas. Come on. Yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. Been doing shows all through college and everything and, and transferring away and up, up, you know, up in my game lyrically as far as delivery is concerned and, and what I want to write about and trying to be the best MC that I could be. Once they heard this song, the perceptions of me changed. So that's actually a good, thing, a good question. So how, why did it take you so long? So you said you, you, you started when you were 12, right? And you just right. recently kind of turned professional, right? Why did you think? Just mm-hmm. You thought that you were just developing your craft or you didn't have the financial means or what, what's the deal with that? It was the combination of lack of knowledge. Um, okay. I was learning. I was learning a lot, but you know, I I wasn't. There was a lot of things that I was doing at the time, like during like my the birth of my career, like when I really started to get noticed was in college. So I had to do college work as well. So I was dedicated to college, but yet doing yeah. my music. But at yeah, that time, yeah, college keep you busy, man. Yeah, college will keep you hella busy. And around that time, I'm developing my delivery. My delivery around that time, it was there, but it needed to get better. So I kept getting better. And this is where I shout out um, uh, my big homie, uh, Twist One, because that was the time where I was trying to develop what kind of artist I wanted to be. He even told me in a conversation, he said, yo, I always thought you was dope, though, bro. Always. He was like, you had okay. that passion in you. You had that passion. Yes. Yeah. Just as he used to come and pick me up at my dad's crib. You know what I'm saying? Scoop me in his, in his car. Mm-hmm. He's Rastafarian. Ja uh, Rastafari. I'm a I'm a I'm an atheist, but I give him that respect because he's my big homie. So you know, um, me and him, we would. I remember he took me to Walmart one day. <laughs> Crazy! I never. I till this day, I, I, I'm looking at labels like, yo, we we just. He goes and, he, and he's hungry, so he goes and he gets some bread, and he goes and he said, look at this, and he goes, I forgot what he told me. I forgot what ingredient it was, and he said, you see that word? And I was like, yeah. He said that means it got pork in. It. I said, bread got fucking meat in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was weak. That was the first time I heard. I was like, yo, <laughs> excuse me. And then I started researching and knowing that a lot of the food that we consume is mixed with other different stuff. You know, oh, hell yeah. it's like, it's like I, I always tell people when I was a kid, and then when they say, well, what was your favorite, like, little candy or little snack that you would have when you was, like, a kid? And I'll always say, yeah. you know, the little Debbie Swiss roll cakes. And I remember when they yeah, had we 25%. Yeah, we were talking about that last time. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
it was twenty five cent a pot for two. And I used to I used to think I was rich because I would have like two dollars and buy eight of them. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, yo, be like, yo. And then as time went on, the cake started getting larger. And then for some reason, the taste don't taste the same. There's a lot of food that we've been having for a long time, but the ingredients have changed and the flavor don't taste the same. My grandfather tell me that time and time again. He'd be like, yo, this doesn't taste the same like it used to, or this has a little different, you know, taste in this, that, and the third. They change ingredients. And there's other stuff that's in the food. That's why we have to monitor, like, what we eat, you know. So well, no doubt, man. But, you remember the days back when they didn't even have like nutritional content on the back of shit? I mean, that wasn't even that long ago, really. Like now, that that, I don't know. That, I, I yeah. never, I never, Canada I never knew that there regular. was a time. I never knew. I knew there was a time that they didn't have it. I just didn't know what time period. Because growing up, there was always, you know, looking on the back of the cereal for the, you know, treasure. All that stuff. So there was always stuff in the back, and then you would see the what it is in like in passing of all the ingredients and everything like that. But even the ingredients that they have, you because you might not know what does this word mean, and it could mean something that that that's in it, like an ingredient. Hell now, what yeah. if that's the I don't know what half the shit in there means, man. I don't exactly. Know what exactly. Yeah, I just like eat meat, man. I know I got my meat, and meat is the only product. You know, I don't really. You know, as I get older, man, and especially since I've been, um, I lived in Vegas for 10 years. I really went wild on my body, bro. Like, I was drugs and alcohol and, and, and smoking and, and, you know, I traveled a lot, didn't spend much time at the gym. And now I'm really starting mm-hmm. to, to look at certain things. And I find that I don't eat, like, I barely ever snack anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I had some potato chips, that'd be that. It's not because I'm, I'm really, like, trying to starve myself it's just i like to know what's in my shit so i kind of go with my skin right you know what i mean like yeah like i like my skinless chicken thighs and they're they're more fatty than the chicken breast but i mean they taste way better man so if i'm gonna eat i'm gonna eat like what i want to eat but yeah some of mm-hmm. this stuff dude, i don't know man some of this new shit but yeah i guess buyer beware right i i yeah i realized like like i i remember like i'm 32 so it's like I'm I'm still young, but I know like I'm getting older. So there was like certain things that I I realized that I'm like, yo, I can't eat this stuff. Like I have these conversations yeah. with people. I tell people, I said, honest with you, I don't think that grown adults is allowed to drink milk. I don't think. First no, of all, I'm actually get, lactose intolerant. Man. I'm lactose intolerant to lact- too. Yeah, well, I buy this lactose free shit. That's dope, man. It's got double the protein. And I actually like to taste better, but yeah, you get even if I have a decent sized ice cream cone or some shit like that, like that oh, goes man, dreamy, just bro. Just the ice cream <laughs> cone will fun. fuck you up, man. Just the ice cream cone will fuck yeah. you up, yo. Like it's crazy. Like the last time I paid, I, I decided I was feeling adventurous. I went, I was grocery shopping, and I seen that they made Swiss roll cereal. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I'm gonna try that. Now, when I if I do decide to drink milk, I'll go do the almond milk, but even that messes with me. It, like something about milk, like I told people, I just don't understand. I don't think we're supposed to consume milk 
as adults. I mean, no, think about it. I don't it. think humans ever were supposed to, actually. I really don't think humans were ever supposed to. And then what cracked me up is, yo, we sucking the breast milk out of another species, son. <laughs> is this normal? Yeah. We got it to where yeah, we're we... really sucking. Like, I understand we, we get, you know, food. From the from the animals and everything, I understand where people would be like, well, you know, well, we kill animals, isn't that cannibalistic and everything like that? Okay, cool, fine, whatever, so what? But, bro, we're literally breastfeeding a cow, not human milk, a cow. This is yeah, a different species. People drink gold milk and shit like that, too. Like, I don't know, man, this is not – I think European people, they have, they have more um, – What's the word I'm looking for? They can handle it better. But I think, like, because they're raised on it, right? You got to understand that when you are you had a farm, I mean, you ate whatever the fuck you could, right? And then they pasteurized mm-hmm. it. and then. But, I mean, yeah, I don't really think that you're supposed to be drinking that stuff. Man. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I do love my milk. So, and this lactose-free ain't so bad. I can't handle that. Uh. Shit, though, man. That, that silk stuff, like, dude, it's like it's like drinking flavored water. It's kind of gross you, out a little bit. You you know what? I used to drink um because I used to be I used to be a bodybuilder. Um, well, not a bodybuilder, yeah. but I was like a personal trainer. And uh, uh, like from like the age my dad had me lift weights at like eleven. I've been lifting weights. Oh yeah, mine, since. mine was fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. yeah. My my yeah, dad he. Ever since, ever since I was like 11, my dad he started, you know, having me lift weights and and it paid off. That's cool, man. I'm I'm a short That's I'm cool. a I'm a short I'm a I'm a short guy. So growing up, you know, being short, people always try to try you. And this is where oh, I, yeah. you know, I this is where I always stress and I say, you know, we we need two parents in the household. You know, we need two parents in the household. Men need men need women. Women need men. Yeah. Um, I mean, ideally, right? Know, ideally, that's the best. So it, it, it's like, so my dad, you know, you know, that was the balance, you know, and um, you know, I I kept at it, and I was like, I was trying to, you know, work out and try to train other people, and I'm doing everything. I'm drinking vitamin water like crazy, the Formula 50 drink, and like a whole fridge of them, and then when I did yeah. drink like some alternative, I would drink the soy milk. The soy milk. I had the chocolate soy milk until when I was in college and I read um, about George Washington Carver. And George Washington Carver, in one of his, you know, studies, he was talking about the soybean and he was saying how the soybean is not meant for human consumption, but yet it's part of the high-end health ingredient when it comes to, you know, alternative foods, you know. Oh, I'm sure, man. Like all yeah. that, all that stuff. You ever go to Whole Foods? Like even when, I mean, even when I had girlfriends, we used to go there and shit like that. Man, I'm just like, are you kidding me, dude? You paying this much for some kind of like berry that you haven't even like that <laughs> probably has like I don't know, fucking all these diseases and shit from some other like buttfuck country, and people pay mad cash for this stuff. I just kind of stick with my, as I get older, like you said, you get old, you start to know your body, right? You can only make so many mistakes mm-hmm. before you start realizing that, yo, this was this, you know what I mean? Like this actually. Right. And, and then, you know, e- even after that, you'll, you'll think, of, oh, I'll, or maybe not, I'll try to call a few more times, but a few more times after that, yo, 
you done with that shit. Like, you know, the definition of, of crazy, right, is doing the same shit. Right. Expecting a different response, man. Yeah, so. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. So it's All like, right, so it's like go, going into it. Oh, go ahead. I was like, no, we was just, you know, you know, going into it, you know, with the, you know, with the, with the weightlifting, like that. I still try to keep up with it. I'm not as active as I used to. You a big guy. I can tell from your pictures, man. You, you a big guy. See, and the funny thing, I'm, I'm short. Like I'm, I'm, I'm five four, and a half. I'm, I'm gonna give that half because I'm gonna make sure that people know I got that half. You know, five, yeah, foot, four and a half. So, but yeah, okay. like I said, I I'm big because I I have muscles. Like I I have muscles, but like I'll slim down, and you'll see the muscles. And then like, cause like I'll be telling my wife, I'll be like, the certain foods like pasta and starch, it blows me up. You know, yeah. so like like one day I'll I'll come in looking like LL, and then after I eat, like, some pizza, I'll come in looking like 50 Cent when he was hanging upside down at the <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I see, but you grew muscle. You grew muscle. Did you take any steroids and shit like that? I never did. So if you grow muscle, like, um, naturally, I find I don't even have uh-huh. to work out for three weeks. Like, I would go crazy. Like, I'd start feeling my body getting, you know what I mean? Not you, you, ideal. You, but you, I can you go back st- in a sec, man. You you took steroids before? No, I've never taken steroids. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, you never like, took. Once you do no, it naturally, I, I never. Yeah. I I never took steroids because I was I I didn't want my penis small. Like that's what they said. <laughs> that, I was like, why why would I want a side effect like that? Like what the? Yeah. F- that's a bad that's a bad side effect. Who wants that? Who wants to get yeah, that big? No shit, dude. I was like, nah. Like all side nah, effects. Nah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. You look That's, all good, no. buffing shit, and then you go into the bedroom. And, and Wait, I mean, I understand, yeah. you know, like I understand that people use steroids for different use, not only just to do that, but, you know, they do it in the medical field and everything like that. But as far as, like, taking steroids, because I, I used to play sports. And like I said, my dad, my dad used to be in the Army. He used to be in the Army Reserves. So, like, my dad would literally train me and – me and my dad, we we would have these heart to heart all the time when we talk, and mm-hmm. every time we have these heart to hearts, like it, it makes me like really think of all the stuff that he has instilled in me. I still carry till this day. So I remember we was talking about something. I forgot what we was talking about, but he was saying that he was making an, an analogy, and he was using me as the punchline, and he was saying like um, between a father and son, you know. You'll try harder than with than you, what you would normally do because if you have your father leading you, you want to exceed whatever expectation he has for you to Real make him tough. proud. Real so he was like, "So Real why tough. are you doing your last set?" And I'm like, "Come on, you got 20 sets. I know you can do it. Because I don't want to disappoint him, I will find the strength to go and do that." You know what I'm saying? So no doubt. You know, uh, no doubt. you know, that's, that's yeah. how it was, you know, uh, and I carried that, you know, um, even like, I don't lift that much anymore. Every once in a while I'll do it. Um, but I'll do weird shit. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll be bored at work. If I don't have really nothing to do for real, for real, I'll go over to the lumber section at Home Depot and pick up a four by four and start curling it. Yo, that ain't fucking, that, that's cool, dude. 
That's like, I think that's kind of the coolest way to work out, especially as you get older. You don't have to be lifting these heavy shits no more. There's a bunch of different ways to do exercises, right? And you don't want to, mm-hmm. you don't want to pull nothing and make you want to push yourself. But there's, I think that's really cool, man. Yo, listen, I could talk to you all day, bro. I love talking to you. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> but I only, of I course. only put, no, I only put two hours on the show, but we have one amazing song left to be heard. Yeah. You ready for it? Yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be crazy. I need everybody to listen, tune up this song right here. Oh, my God. This is an exclusive. It's called Indigenous Nation. It's produced by Mac Beats, man. This is this is song is so incredible. I know y'all going to agree. Everybody around me agree. And it's for our people. This is an anthem. I'll always make anthems. You heard my song. This is Indigenous Nation. Let's go. Yo, Sideways, the Shelves and Maddie Am exclusive. Let's get it. Show you MCs how to rock a mic, indigenous. So- 
without us. Crazy. Premier, baby. Yo, loved it, dog. Thanks. Hey, like thanks. Said, man. Yeah, thanks for letting us have that, bro. That was amazing. Oh, I'm gonna bring no Yo, Milt, what do you think, man? Fucking another hit, huh? Yes, another hit. That's like a that's like a, that's like a b boy. That's like a b boy uh, break hit too. So you you want it? Yeah, I love that's it right there. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you. This this is um this is right up there with power to my people. You know. Um, oh, like 100%. I said, I make I, I make music, you know, for the culture, you know. Um, I hate when people when they say when artists make music for the culture, that that means that they're not willing to um, put in financial backing in their art. And I'm like, well, that's that's not what it means, you yeah. know. When you say you're making music for the culture, you know, you're not selling out, you know, you're not forgetting why you're in the music business in the first place. The music business is the business of music, but at the same time, you got to forget that hip-hop is a culture. So you got to put respect on hip-hop's name. So when I made made that record, if you see, I remember, I remember uh, speaking, I think it was, I forgot who it was. I think it was Sonny Brasco I was having this conversation with, and he was saying that um, I bridged the gap between three generations with this record. Because I performed this record at my wedding. Because me and my wife, we have a uh, we had a Native American oh, traditional dope. wedding. That's mm-hmm. dope. dope, man. Um, being that you know she's Puerto Rican uh, with the Taino Native American heritage in her, and me being part Puerto Rican got the Taino uh, uh, Native American heritage, and I'm also Seminole Native American from Florida as well. Uh, on my dad's mm-hmm. side, his right. father, uh, the the minister. The minister, he is Seminole Native American. His mother was Seminole Native American, and they was born on a reservation. So, um, this this I, I wanted to release this record on Thanksgiving uh, or Indigenous yeah. Day, but it still haven't made it past the clearance. You know, so that's why I'm only doing this exclusive tonight, one time only shot, and I'm doing it here Yo. with y'all, man. Yo, thanks, bro, for letting us have that. Anyways, guys, I got less than a minute left. I want to say thank you to Rapstar. I mean, homie, I'm so glad you came on again. And I got to listen to your shit again. Thanks thanks for premiering that track for us. And you know we're going to have you back soon, okay? All right, guys, I'm going to say one love. Uh, Love you, Milton. Shells. Love you, too, man. Thanks for putting up with me for doing my first show by myself, guys. One love, man. All right, One love, man. Song. One. Salute. One. One. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.